0: The one who loves you most is that close. He is close to each and every one of us this morning. And if you would like to open your Bibles to the Gospel of Mark. Gospel of Mark, Chapter 1. Natalie, thank you. What a great song, isn't it? he is the one to take your burdens away is closer to you than you ever think mark the book of mark chapter one verses thirty eight jesus Speaking, and he said to them, let us go somewhere else to the towns nearby, in order that I may preach there also, for that is what I came out for. And he went into their synagogues throughout all Galilee, preaching and casting out the demons. And a leper came to him, beseeching him and falling on his knees before him, and saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And moved with compassion, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he was cleansed. And he sternly warned him and immediately sent him away. And he said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a testimony to them. But he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the news about to such an extent that Jesus could no longer publicly enter a city, but stayed out in unpopulated areas, and they were coming to him from everywhere. May God bless his word. This is a an important segment of the word of God with regards to a leper. And it says in verse 40, a leper came to him. Beseeching him and falling on his knees before him and saying to him, If you are willing. You can make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion. He stretched out his hands. And touched him and said to him. Yes I am willing. Be clean. This poor leper. Imagine with me. A leper and whenever we say the word leper. People you know. Uh, feel uneasy about leprosy. This poor leper was a castaway. He was banished out of town. He was living alone. He was watching daily his flesh being eaten. He's looking at his hand and the flesh was falling apart and waiting daily For the end. It is a devastating disease. And the worst thing about it. That he couldn't do anything about it. He heard of Jesus. He was on the mount. And came down. And was seeking to meet him. And against the law of leprosy during that day, he moved forward to meet the Lord. And with a broken spirit, he found his way toward Jesus and hope against hope. He said, what do I have to lose? I don't have even the right to expect mercy. This might be my last chance before I die. I want to talk to him. With a trembling voice, and barely you could hear him, he approached the Lord and asked him if he was willing to heal him. What a humble approach. When I looked at this. A man who is destined to die. With leprosy. With no hope. And no help. Families left him. Friends abandoned him. If he was married. His family could not even visit with him. He couldn't see his children. He was left alone. And at best he was with a community of lepers out of town living and waiting for the day that he'll die with that ugly disease. And he approached the Savior by approaching him and says if you are willing, he was acknowledging his own unworthiness. Do you see that with me? I am not worthy. I have no hope. And you are my hope, my only hope. I wish this morning still that any person who had no hope, who has no hope, who is anticipating no hope in his life or her life, that you will come to Jesus and he will give you the greatest hope, eternal life. Leprosy is a picture of sin, as we know. And every sinner who has this kind of an attitude, the attitude of this leper, shall never go away empty-handed, as we will see. And leprosy is a constitutional disease during those days. And at that time lepers were unfit to participate in any religious or social activity according to the mosaic law I just give you a background there leprosy also was considered the most hopeless affliction in that day with no record as far as we know that any israelite or any person who was struck with that disease, ever having been cured. So hopeless was it. In fact that the Bible speaks of it as living death. It's a living death. Can you imagine living death in uh, Numbers 12, 12, where we read about Miriam. When she spoke against her brother Moses, what happened to her? The Lord struck her with leprosy. And she looked by, by the Lord. She looked like one, the Bible says, the one like, looks like one dead. That's how leprosy is described in the Bible. Leprosy also works outward from within. And because of its filthiness, it is used by God as a picture of uncleanness and a picture of sin. And every, let me tell you one thing, it's been, the Bible is the last word and our authority. Every person who's a sinner is afflicted by this unclean situation. Leprosy. And a man is not a sinner. Because he sins. Remember that. A man is not a sinner because he sins. He sins because he is a sinner. And only the power of Jesus can give you deliverance. And sin... Like leprosy. You cannot get rid of leprosy gradually. Did you ever hear of a a leper. Got rid of his leprosy gradually. He's destined to die. And sin you cannot get rid of it. Gradually. When you talk to someone about. His or her condition. About sin. And repentance. And coming to the Lord. And sin is eating you from within and without. I knew some of my acquaintances in my life and i've met some young men who were just young ebullient handsome living their lives and we talked about giving their life to jesus christ and they were practicing some sins in their lives and i we talked about it and offered them the lord jesus christ as a solution for their situation you know and they said, oh, Adol, I'm still young. I still have time. When I get to be old, I will ask the Lord into my heart and will get saved. And I used to always say, do you guarantee that you are going to live till we get old? And then you will ask for forgiveness? Oh, who knows? <laughs> ten years later, I met some of those. And when I looked at them, especially I'm thinking of a, of a man. I did not realize he was the same man as I knew him ten years ago. Sin is ugly. Sin leaves its stall on life. On your face. On your inner life. On your conscience. On your heart. It eats you from inside out. And without you knowing. Sin you cannot get rid of, as we said, gradually. Like if you talk to someone it says, Well, I am doing my very best to get better. Uh you can't. I am, I'm telling you, I'm reading the Bible and I'm trying to get rid of my first sin of this situation, this habit, this sinful uh, situation in my life. And uh, I am going to beat it. Two, three months later, how are you doing? Well, we're still working at it. You, you don't work at sin. You don't try to beat sin. Sin is beating every human being without Christ all over the world. Sin is winning souls nowadays. Just look around you. Listen to the news. And look in the newspapers. And on TV. Wherever you are. Sin is winning You cannot get rid of sin piece by piece, or habit by habit, or sin by sin. Let me tell you one thing. Only Christ can cure sin. As Christ cured this leper, Christ can, you, can cure sins immediately. And you know, he didn't give this young man when he met him, said, if you will, you can make me clean. He did not give him a certain medication that will take six months to clean him. He did not give him pills that every day you take this pill like the doctors give us pills. Huh? Antibiotics ten days, you get better. And sometimes we don't. But Jesus Christ, His cure is instantaneous and Complete. We read in verse 42 what we read here. And this leper, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. How long did it take? Immediately. Immediately he cleansed him completely. And this is when you come to Jesus like this man came. He changed him. He created a new flesh. He made him new and he told him to go show himself to the priest because this was, this was the law of Moses, required him to go to the priest and show himself to the priest, offer his sacrifice, and go live a new life. Then you go see your family. Go, go do whatever you need to do. But very first thing, this is what you do. The scripture, back to the story. The scripture tells us that the Lord had compassion on him and healed him immediately. Though the person's body might be diseased and deformed. You know, Jesus was not fearful of him. Jesus did not say, well, don't approach me. You are a leper. I want to tell you something. No one came to Jesus And was sent away if he was coming in the right spirit and the right attitude. The person inside that leper was no less valuable to God than the person who looked outside being devastated by this, this ugly disease. And no person is too disgusting for God's immediate care and love remember that whatever the sin whatever the condition that you are in whatever you're doing and you might say how about my past you might say how about my present and the future doesn't look any good you might, whatever you might say the Lord looks at your attitude your heart if you're coming in humbleness and asks, asking him to help you he will help you immediately Is this what happened to the leper? Not only did our gracious Lord cleanse this man of his leprosy, but he also touched him. He could have told him, be clean. But he touched him against any law where people were running away from him and didn't want to see him And didn't want to approach him. The Lord touched him. You know what? Only the Lord can touch leprosy without contracting any defilement. Only the Lord. Only the Lord can touch you. Whatever your sin is this morning. There are some people here that you are still living and tortured by the devil and by sin. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ and he will touch you and set you free. Your sins, my sins, your defilement, our defilement, anything on us cannot contaminate the Lord Jesus Christ. You know the proof? That He has cleansed us all and He is still the purest, pure of them all. How about that? He touched Him. What a thrill. What a joy. What a wonder. Must have surged through that wretched man at that touch. When he touched him, what would have happened? Ron, last week, he spoke about the woman who came and touched Jesus. This is different. Jesus touched this man today. And any either, anyway, the woman went away healed and this man was healed instantly. Are you seeking? is touched this morning how many times say please Lord touch me well there's a way for the Lord to touch you and we shall see it immediately in about a minute or so he had been outcast from society defiled unwanted shunned and left to die to touch him was absolutely forbidden by law and defilement for the one so doing but it's not the case here you are dealing with the Lord Jesus Christ Christ is above all. He is the one who created us and created you and me and with a compassionate tenderness put his hand on his, this sore, ugly, ridden man. And instead of being defiled himself, he purified the man. What a thrill to feel the gentle touch of Jesus. Are you looking for his gentle touch this morning? Have you been experiencing rejection? Like this man? Do you feel alone? Do you feel like whatever you do, you don't have that peace that the Bible speaks of that passes understanding? Do you feel ugly? left? And sometimes you feel like, I want to die. Jesus is near you. As we heard in the song that Natalie sang, he's closer to you than you ever think. And his tender touch is available to touch you and heal you and change your life. I tell you, there is nothing that equals the personal touch to reach the most depraved sinner, the most unhappy person, to break down the hardest heart and relieve from agony and burdens. And hear his voice saying, He's hear him calling, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and what, and I will give you rest. This is Jesus talking. Have you made contact with him? Are you in touch with the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you seeking for him? Are you, you want to meet him? Like this man, nothing could stop him. Not even the law. I want to meet Jesus Christ. Are you seeking to meet him? Well, his touch causes sin and death to flee. For he came to bring life. And immortality to light through the gospel. Now, what are the lessons from this story behind, before us? From this dear soul. The very first thing I would invite you to consider with me this morning, this afternoon now. That first of all, with his condition, realizing that he is worthless. He is nothing. He is awaiting death. With this condition, he came to Jesus. He came to Jesus. In the Bible, we have so many stories about men and women who came to Jesus. I want to go uh, through a couple of, or three. Jairus, when his daughter was dying, what did he do? He came to Jesus. He didn't go to the doctors. He didn't go to the physicians. The woman with the hemorrhage issue. She came what? To Jesus. The, uh, the Phoenician woman. Came to Jesus. And when she left. And went home. Found her daughter. In good health. Nicodemus. He came to Jesus by night. This is what the Bible says. All these people and many others came to Jesus and when he left Jesus' presence, how did you leave Mr. Nicodemus? Say, I left a new man. No one comes to Jesus with the right attitude like this leper. And Jesus would send him away empty-handed. They all came Going to a friend will not help. Those friends are good to support, but they will not heal you from sin. They will not heal you from this disease that is eating society and eating everyone today. Sin is devastating our society today, our nation, and globally sin is winning souls. And what are we doing about it? Because people are not going to Jesus. They're going somewhere else. There are many fountains. But the real fountain is the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember that. Going to the priest will not help. And going to church. It's good to attend church. But church will not heal you from your disease. The only thing that heals you is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's fine. He came. What did he do when he came to Jesus? The Bible says he beseeched the Lord for his mercy. What an attitude. Beseeching, I looked at it. What's beseeching? Begging. He came to him and said, I'm a beggar. I'm unworthy. I don't deserve to be in your presence. Would you please look at me? Would you please give me some attention? And you know, when you come to Jesus Christ like this, what is he going to say? He's going to say, what is it that I can do for you? When the when the blind man came to Jesus, they brought him to Jesus because he he couldn't see where Jesus was. They brought him. You know what was the question of Jesus to him? Look at it in many places, especially in Luke. What do you want me to do for you? You know what it means? I am at your service. Ask me and I will do it. He did not challenge Jesus with any other question. Except, I know you can. But if you are willing. I know you can. But if you are willing. You can make me clean. He came with a, a spirit that is so broken. Begging the Lord Jesus Christ. The third thing that he did. He said he knelt at his feet. There's no person under the sun. That deserves to be worshipped. To be honored. To come to on our feet. Except the Lord Jesus Christ. He did not come says well, I've tried everything. He did not come like praying and saying, I, I do so many good things in life. I give to the poor. I'm a member of many associations and societies. I'm a member of such a church. I do give money to my church. He did not come anything like that. He knelt broken hearted. And he prayed and asked for help. If you are in such a condition today, I ask you to pray, Lord Jesus, I need your help. That's what he did. Thirdly, fourthly, he acknowledged his own unworthiness. If you are willing, you can make me clean. You know what? I don't think there is any other way to pray And ask for any help from the Lord than this. I mean, he sets a new standard of prayer, this young man. If you are willing. That's the way to pray. He stated his need. And then he put the Lord up there. He says, you are the only one who has the power to change my life completely. And touch me. And take my leprosy away. Fifthly. We say here he believed. He believed. In Mark chapter nine verse twenty-two, there was a father who came to Jesus to, to ask him to heal his son. He had evil spirits. You know how he asked him. He came to him. He said, "I've been looking for you." Oh, is this the attitude? Uh, if I have a son who's possessed with an evil spirit. And if you can, do anything for him. Is this the way to approach Jesus? If you can. You know the problem, the sin of the Israelites in the wilderness. Do you know what they said? Can God spread a table for two millions? You know what the Lord, He returned. He returned His petition he said if you can all things are possible in other words if you believe all things are possible there is a way to approach the Lord, and this one says is that he didn't challenge him so many people come to the Lord to challenge him remember we are Standing before the king of kings and lord of lords. And it's no way to challenge him except bow before him. Prostrate ourselves before him. Kneel before him. Beg him and beseech him. If you will, you can make me clean. That's, that's what he wants to hear. Whatever your situation today. He believed that he can make him clean. Now, what do you think? What do you think the result is going to be? He, he received. He received. He received cleanliness. He received healing. He received joy. He received life. He was born anew there. Physically and spiritually. Because he was waiting to die. But he received. In verse 40 45. In our first chapter. Verse 45. Look what he says. He went out and began to proclaim freely and spread the news about what happened. Was he thankful, you think? I don't know whether he went to the, to the priest or not. But he was supposed to go to the priest. But before he reached the priest, he started proclaiming freely. Look at me. I was dead, but now I'm living. What an attitude. He came, acknowledging himself. He besieged, he knelt, he believed, and he received. That's what it takes. That's what it took. And that's what's needed if you have any problem, any situation, If you have been through many doctors, through many churches, through many associations, through many friends, and you're still where you were, and you're still in agony, your sin is still a sin, and you don't have any freedom, no one can set you free except the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. One touch, and he went free. Let's bow our heads. Are you willing to be free today? Would you like the Lord to touch you and change your life? Just ask Him, Lord Jesus, touch me and change me. You are willing. I am willing, Lord, if you are willing. I want to be free. I want to be saved from my situation. I want to live again. I want to start living for you. Are you ready to pray this prayer? Lord Jesus, if you are willing, I want you to forgive me my sins and clean my heart and clean my life. And he will. And if there's someone who is praying this prayer. Say Lord Jesus touch me. This morning. Just give me your hand. Lift up your hand so I can pray for you. Amen. Any other person. Amen. Amen. He's, he's near you. He wants to touch you. He wants to change you. He wants to give you a new life. Like this man. He went proclaiming. He didn't care about anything else. He left everything and followed Jesus. And you can leave all everything and follow Him. Before I pray, is there someone else? Is there someone else? Lord Jesus, touch me and change me. It's not gradual. It will happen immediately. You will go home today, a new person, a new woman. A new man. A new young man. And young women too. Each and every person realize that Jesus Christ is the answer to all your problems. Anyone before I pray? Anyone else? Our Father, we thank you that the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross over 2,000 years ago is still effective and can clean any sinner. We ask you to take the hands of these people who lifted up their hands, take their hearts and lives, touch them, change them, and send them free. We are thankful that you're still speaking to us. And your voice is heard. And we thank you for the liberty that we have still in this land. Bless this congregation. Be with us. Help us not to forget to go to you in every need that we have. And you will never send us away empty-handed. Dismiss us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.